Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Biggest business blunder ever have I made. The interview you are about to hear is not the real interview. Hanson and I have been working on our schedules for like three months to do this interview. We did the entire interview two days ago. And at the end of the interview, I got to the end and I was like, where's the stop button? Where? Wait a minute. Where's the stop button? No stop button because some bonehead move named Rory Vaden forgot to hit the start button. So we didn't record the entire thing. And Hanson's <laughs> been so, you've been so gracious, man, to come back. Thank you for that. I feel like a total bonehead. I mean, nothing frustrates me more than losing time. And so to yeah. do it to somebody else is just like sucky. No, man, things happen, right? We're entrepreneurs. Things always seem to not happen the way we plan, but you know, I'm glad we could get it done and uh, do it again. Well, yeah. So here's the good news for y'all is Hanson is going to save you some time. We had an epic interview and we just, him and I are newer friends, but we met on a project that he was working with. We have a mutual friend, uh, Celine DaCosta, who's a writer and, you know, they're friends. And we met for a thing they were they had going on for Forbes. But Hanson is really smart. And as soon as I met him, I was like, gosh, I really like this guy. I like his brain. You know, he is a speaker, he's a multi seven figure earner, and he helps CEOs basically figure out how to remove themselves from their company, either with people or processes. We'll talk a little bit about both of those, just so they have more freedom and flexibility and make more money and, you know, just more profit and be able to have more time on their vision. So he's really good at streamlining things, automation. He has worked around the globe and he lives in Bali. And uh, right now I happen to catch him in DC. So he's just all things entrepreneur and systems. And man, the interview we did was awesome. So I couldn't let him get away without getting it actually recorded, man. So anyways, welcome back officially. (laughs) Thanks for having me back. So freedom to ascend dot com is your website and you've worked on a lot of different things but i think that our conversation you know that we had a couple days ago what stuck out to me was i was going okay how do you help entrepreneurs get their time back and basically the way i thought of it was you said okay we're gonna either put in awesome people and or awesome processes i mean is that i mean at a high level is that kind of how you think about it Yeah. I mean, every business is different, but we can use the same principles in analyzing how to best leverage the owner's time. What we do is we just, you know, just take an inventory of where they spend all their time, what is moving the needle most, and how can you automate that exactly with systems, current software. So keeping up with technology out there to replace or reduce the amount of people or time needed and adding people in to either do those tasks or to maintain the software. Uh huh. Yeah. So I'm a big nerd, like auto marketing, you know, automation nerd and stuff like that. And I like a lot of the systems, but 
I want to talk about the people part here first. And I think the thing that's so frustrating for so many entrepreneurs, whether they're trying to hire a VA or a full-time employee or just a contractor who can get something done, like, you know, like I need a guy, like I need a guy who can edit a video. I need a gal who can like write some copy. I need someone who can like build a website or do design me a flyer. And it is so freaking hard to find good people to just like knock out a job. And you've got two tips on this that I'm going to make you reshare because these were two things I had never heard. But, you know, you don't have to dive into those exactly. If you don't want to, I do want to cover them. But like, how do you find the people? Like, what's the mindset here? And then, you know, like, give us like a couple techniques or strategies on this. Yeah, sure. I think what most people default to is searching for job listing boards like Upwork or Fiverr, you know, or Craigslist or whatever it is to find these people. And the problem with that is we run into a lot of stuff we need to sift through, right? You definitely can find quality in there, but I mean, it's a lot of stuff to sift through. And a lot of times us as business owners, we just want to get that task done. We want to have, it's, it's a pain in the ass process. So what I've done is like, okay, how can I basically make this process, the system more efficient? So I found this hack. I've, I've never heard of anyone doing it before, but what I do is uh, I use this for my actual website was I was like, okay, where do I want my business to be if I were to five or 10X or 15X it? And who are the people in the market right now that are leaders in my market who are 10 times ahead of me? I will go to their LinkedIn profile and I will look at the recommendations they give, not that they receive, but they actually give. Because what that will do, it will show me who along the way in the last three, four, five years have they worked with who experienced that growth or helped and scale that growth that I can now talk to, bring in as a consultant or ideally hire, hire them as part of my team to then they have the blueprint. They've experienced the blueprint. They know where I am and they know what they did to get to where the person I'm looking at got you. And so I can just hire them, bring them on and automatically I absorb. It's like the matrix. I can absorb their knowledge, <laughs> right? Just by hiring them. And so this is one way I like to acquire new skills or knowledge is just by hiring people who have already done it. And the fastest way to find those people is to hire the ones who have been recommended by the people who are best in your industry. Dude, that is such a practical tip that is free and it makes so much sense. And we have learned and studied so much about recruiting and hiring and we've hired so many people, employees. I mean, we've hired hundreds of people at this point, like between our various businesses. We've helped our clients hire hundreds of people. I have never heard anybody share that. And it's such a simple tip. And, you know, when you think about LinkedIn, of course, LinkedIn has its own job board, which we've used a ton. You know, it costs, I don't know, maybe 500 bucks or something. We've used Upwork, we've used Fiverr, you know, whatever, Craigslist, Marketplace, like we do all the things. But we have always found that like our best hires come from referrals, either from like friends and family or clients or from people who work here. But on your LinkedIn network, those are referrals. It's like you don't and you don't even have to ask for them. You're going, yeah. who is out there that's the best in my space or that does the, the best in this thing? And then like 
we all think about recommendations in terms of who's given us recommendations and how do I get recommendations, but never have I even thought to go, oh, and there's, and you know, anyways, so, so we, you and I recorded this interview two days ago. This morning, I went on LinkedIn, I started doing this. <laughs> and I was like, and I found a VA, okay? So I found one person that was like a VA. I found one person who was a social media marketing manager for somebody. Mm-hmm. And this is like top people And this is like the recommendation they wrote was like six years ago, four, like five years ago before they even became who they are now going, oh man, like they're right there. Mm -hmm. And it was really amazing. And I saw a bunch of others like web developers. I saw a membership, someone who had built memberships for one of these people. And I just, I don't know. I don't know, Hanson. It was just so simple. And I just can't believe I've never heard of that before. So that, and you've done this for yourself, but then also like you'll help you know, what clients you work with, you'll go do this for them and figure out who they're hiring. Yeah, it's very, very easy. Once you know the process, now I don't even have to do it myself, right? I can train a very, like one of my team members to do this or or a VA and just say, hey, here are the competitors. Here's a list of the people that are in my market who are the best. And I don't care. Like I want to know everyone they've ever given a recommendation to because I may be looking for a social media manager, but they might have recommended someone completely, I've never even thought about hiring. And then now that gets my brain to start thinking like, why did they hire that person? Let me talk to them. Shoot them a message on LinkedIn. Hey, I saw that you worked with this person. What did you do there? What were your results? And everyone's super, super, because it's it's just like a referral. Like you said, you refer them to who gave the recommendation and you're like, I'd love to learn more about you. And add, I've never had anyone not respond in a, in a good way. Yeah, I mean, that's just so cool. It is true. There's something about LinkedIn recommendations Like I even find that people will kind of write an Amazon review and they're, you know, a lot of times they're like very forthcoming, but there's something about a LinkedIn recommendation that feels very like vulnerable and honest and real. It's like, I won't write a LinkedIn recommendation for just anyone who asks for one. No, no, it takes some time. It's not easy. You got to log in, you got to go to recommendations, you got to set it up, you got to write it out. Yeah. Yeah. So Well, that's awesome. That is such a great tip, you know, and on the LinkedIn recommendations, I mean, this is not really what we talked about and not really the topic of this conversation, but the other gem of how to use recommendations is like, uh, you know, like for keynote speaking, we have done this is you go look at other speakers. We don't really consider other speakers as competitors because they hire a different speaker every year. Right. But you go look at who is a top speaker and right on their profile will be recommendations from all their past clients. Wow. And if you're, and you go like, these are literally the decision makers who hired this person to come speak. And you just never think about using the tool like that. Like it's not even just like the cold search power of it and the social engine. It's like working through real human relationships and they're all visible. I mean, it's incredible. Okay, so then the other thing I wanted to ask you about was you live in Bali. Mm-hmm. You grew up in DC, right? I grew up in DC, yep. How long you live in Bali? I was uh, about four years. Okay. So the international hiring place, right? And you always hear of these like, hire someone in the Philippines for two bucks an hour to just <laughs> like do this. And we've had certain things that has, well, that has actually been it has actually worked but in most cases it's like it takes more time than it is worth and you shared with me that 
there is another kind of secret little thing that you have figured out about hiring great people. Can you share it with yeah. us? Yeah, this is a superpower of mine because when I discovered this, man, it made hiring so much easier for teams of people who have been working here. So I'll, I'll just get right to it. So I do have a competitive advantage. So I'm going to let you know up front. My fiance is Russian and my hack is to find groups of people, teams of people in Russia to hire who have been working with each other for specific pieces of labor in, in my businesses. And the reason I do that is because, like you said, when you hire from the Philippines or India and you're looking for the low cost salary for, unfortunately, their level of education and just their mindset on problem solving is a lot different from Western countries. Okay. I don't know if you noticed, but if they find a problem they have trouble finding a solution to a problem, they'll come back to you and you have to basically use your mental bandwidth to figure it out for them. Now, Russians, on the other hand, do not. They are very, very competitive technology-wise. They consume so much education, Americans, Canadians, like they because they want to grow their skills so they can get out of Russia or at least perform on a competitive basis across the entire world. So what I found working with Russians is that they're sharp as sharp or maybe even a little bit sharper than us because they have the work ethic and they have the education and the mentality of like, okay, like what are all the different options we can do and test? And what I, and, the, and their, their cost of living is so dramatically lower than ours that you can get a very, very, one of some of the best teams in Russia. And I'll give you an example. I have a social media team, well, more of a marketing team, about four or maybe five people on the team and I'm paying less than 2000 a month for this agency works with brands like Coca-Cola, Pioneer, large, massive brands. So they have a lot of experience with the most up-to-date marketing strategies. Huh. Yeah. So like what I hear you saying is, you know, each cultural, like when it comes to hiring internationally, you have to like pay attention to the kind of cultural norms and the like a course you do right and it go yeah it's different hiring someone in india is different than hiring someone in the philippines is different than hiring somebody in argentina is different than hire and you know i had to think back over the years i'm like i don't think i've ever worked with a contractor from russia and what i hear you saying is going hey there are certain countries that have an education level that's very comparable to what you might see in wherever the us or canada or england or whatever name your pick and the work ethic is similar or better and the problem solving skills are similar or better but the cost of living is still much lower and russia is one of those places are there others or is right now is russia like well russia is also massive so yeah yeah i mean uh, a lot of the eastern european countries so you my main sources are ukraine and russia okay Mm -hmm. and this is what i call it's like labor arbitrage right you're getting a very, very, very high level of skill for a much, much lower price. Now, the trade-off, however, is English is not a first language. Okay. So, and I'm going to introduce you to a software. We did not discuss about this. The last conversation, this is another tidbit that I'd like to add in here. Nice. I found a software that uses AI to now repurpose. So I can have a Russian write anything. And they use the same structure, but it's in the Russian language. So they translate it. It's not proper English. And this is where I was struck. Man, I still got to hire an English copywriter. Now I found a software just recently, just a few months ago, and I've been playing with it and it works tremendously. So I'll have a Russian copywriter write an email sequence or redo a website. 
And I will take that, dump it into the software that's AI, and it will repurpose it in perfect English. Really? Yep. And now I'm even exploring might maybe even replacing my copywriters because I can take, you know, copywriting, you funnel hack your competitors, you see how they're speaking to their audience and what's on their website, their emails. You can just take that, dump it into this AI software. It will rewrite it 99% plagiarism free. You can repurpose email copy. You can repurpose website. You can repurpose blog posts. It's incredible. The software I'm using is called conversion.ai. Uh-huh. I thought yes, you might say, uh, yeah, I've heard yeah. about this. Yeah. Yeah. So this one has closed the loop that I've been like, okay, the trade-off is they don't have English as the first language. Now that's not an issue for me. However, I'm still paying the same rates. So that's amazing. Does it go the other way too? Can you take English and run it through conversion.ai and move it to like Spanish? I have not tried that. Haven't tried that. Yeah, I've not tried that, but that would be a really good case study or case use. Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. Yeah, so uh, this, I think the, I heard this tool in regards to like uh, headlines and stuff like that. Yeah, I heard it as like basically like you'll plug in some copy and it'll kind of like spit back some stuff. So I have not heard about this feature. So actually, AJ is the one. So our CEO, my wife, she's the one that's been telling me, hey, you got to look at this. You got to look at this. You got to look at this. I haven't actually gotten to look at it. <laughs> but now that don't tell her. Crap, she's gonna listen she's gonna listen to this there's nothing more annoying than when your spouse tells you something like yeah. a thousand times you don't do it and then like some random person says it and you're like oh, babe let me tell you about this awesome tool conversion she's like he's oh, like what man. i've been telling you this for years but so you're saying you're getting a copywriter at a much more affordable price who kind of like understands persuasive marketing etc cetera, etc cetera, writes it in their native tongue yeah you run it through this tool and bam it spits it out in english for you well they write it in english but the english is not you know it does it just you can tell it's not written by an english speaking oh. person and then i rework it so they do have copy like they work with international brands so they're starting to try to find copy but that's their struggle in russia it's really hard to find english speaking russians who sound like you know, you can just tell that it's not written by yeah. a native English speaker. And so they can get it 70, they, you get the idea, but it just doesn't sound right. You plug it in here and now it sounds great. Okay. So they are writing it in English, but it's a little bit of broken English. And then you, and yeah. then this cleans it up basically. It's better than Google Translate, not as good as you or I would write. Uh-huh. Got it. Okay. But for the Russians and then and a conversion AI polishes it up to where you and I would even better than you or I would write it. Because they did different variations. They can plug in, like they can write one thing and you can just sit, you compose or generate, generate, generate. So they've 
come up with unlimited variations of that. So then you can A-B test each one and be like, okay, they wrote one great headline. I'm going to create this one headline and put it into 20. And then I can give it to my ass person and they can run tests on it all day. Uh-huh. And then see, basically split test different headlines and mm-hmm. see how they perform. Yeah, that's how AJ described it to me was almost like a headline generator tool and kind of going like, hey, you know, different. Like we could even take our email sequence, put it in there, and then it can give us like another rendition to kind of test. I want to real quickly. So we talked about basically SEO and stuff like that. So this is where it's starting to hit the SEO market. For us. All you SEO nerds who are listening, you can actually take, and, and people have built software. I'm actually working with a developer to build a software where you can go and see, all right, here's Google's top rankings for how to make money online the top 10 articles, take those top 10 articles, dump it into Jarvis or in conversion.ai, re-spin it. And then you have a brand new article, not plagiarized, that you can now glean the topics from those other articles and you have your own on your own website without hiring an SEO writer. Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting because it's like, it's definitely not plagiarism. You're literally not copying the words, but it's kind of like you're taking the concept and the content and then repurposing, which people have done for years as you go like, oh, look at what I want to research this search term. I'm going after this search term. This is the website. These are the 10 that have it. And you go, what are they doing? And then you're just kind of like reverse engineering it. But you're saying using a tool like this kind of like does the reverse engineering for you. And then you kind of add your polish and then you, yep. you do. I mean, that's, this is like it's almost like digital war games <laughs> like the future of this stuff is going you know and it, and and i think like to me of going like to, when i hear somebody like you talk and you're like dealing living this world all the time and i go there's a lot of people who don't even know this is happening still like a lot of people are just like what does seo mean and it's like Hey, if you're still living that world, like you got to pick it up here. Like you need to do some binge listening of some influential your, personal your brand types. podcast yeah. and and like some stuff because this is where it's at. And and I think and here's what I think is amazing is like this kind of tactic is kind of like a nimble small business tactic applied to a huge big business concept of like SEO and keyword research and you know just like page optimization and traffic analytics and there's like this merger of these like small business hacks and also small businesses are able to compete with big businesses without having to spend like massive dollars for the clicks because of techniques like this and a lot of big businesses are trying to become more nimble and and smaller businesses are being able to compete anyways coming back to the international thing you know, is there a place you can go to find great talent? I know you said you have an unfair advantage because your fiance, mm-hmm. those of us that are married should probably not go get a Russian fiance. Is there another way, whether it's Russia or, you know, you mentioned Argentina last time we've worked with some folks in Argentina, some creatives that were have been really, really spectacular finding the right people overseas. Is there a way to do that other than the LinkedIn thing? Cause that would lead you to some of those people probably. Yeah. How I would do it if I did not have my fiance is I would find similar to you kind of went over it, you conferences, finding the speakers that, so you could find, if you want a social media person, you can find the top social media conferences in Russia, look at the speaker list and reach out to those speakers. And then just through those connections, figure out, okay, who recommended them, who are they working with? It'll be a little bit tough because it'll be all in Russian. However, you can very quickly decipher, okay, 
who are the best. But the good thing is, is that you'll know, be much more likely to be able to afford the best because their rates are so low. Okay, so you don't have to do a lot of digging for a comparable rate because it's going to be pretty comparable to what you might yeah, have. So it's kind of the same way you would find like, who's the top expert on blank in English or whatever, like you would just search it and you would see it, but it would be in Russian, but you could also view it through Google Translate and be able to kind of like read a lot of those sites. Yeah. And then, and then just reach out to them. You're going, it's not that hard to find the top people. Yeah. It'd just be, you just wouldn't have much relationship connection with them. So you got to like, you know, no. reach out to them or whatever. But here's the thing. You'll stand out because you'll be a non-Russian reaching out to them. They want to work. And we talked about this before. They really want to start branching out and working with American or Canadian or UK companies. And so if you reach out to them, they're going to be super excited. You may even get on the phone with the actual owner or CEO of the company and they'll bring their, their A-team, right? They will roll out the red carpet. And they many times I've had like Zoom interview calls with the owner, the, the his right-hand man, and then three or four of their top project managers. I'm not sure if it's a training call or whatever, just to really put their best brains together to work on my businesses. Yeah, that's interesting. It's just people. It's people and going, what do they want and how can I help them and where are they? And yeah, that's super interesting. So I want to talk to you about the PR concept a little bit. So we didn't get into chat about this last time, but I, I wanted to understand this. I feel like I've heard that you've created a similar kind of system, which is like, you know, just in general, I feel like how your brain is working, you're constantly reverse engineering. Yeah. What is like, you know, labor arbitrage is such a great concept. That's such a great term of just going, how can I solve this problem in a different way, in a more efficient, economical way? And I feel like you developed some good process with this related to PR and publicity, which is obviously how we met. We, you know, we kind of met through this Forbes article, which wasn't even under your name, I noticed, or Celine's. Yep. Like I was working with y'all, but <laughs> someone else wrote the article. Like I expected it to be under her pen name. And then I was like, oh, this didn't even come out under her name. Yep. So I was like, clearly you were doing something there behind the scenes for relationship building. And like, like, how are you tackling some of this PR stuff and building relationships there? So very similar. Uh, I'm reaching out on LinkedIn. I'm just, this one is a lot more manual. I mean, when you want to develop relationships with, because Forbes contributors or entrepreneurs, they get messages a lot, right? And so I, I come in and I'm very, very, very focused on just providing value, develop relationships. And once they, I give a lot of free advice and coaching or whatever for, because every they don't get paid to contribute to these columns, right? And so they have other businesses. So what I do is I come in and if we click on a good level, I will give free advice. I'm like, look, I've grown up several companies. I'm, what are you working on? A lot of them are in my niche, which is building websites or there. And so I give them a lot of value in exchange, not even in exchange. I just say, hey, I have a PR company. This is not based on any exchange or anything, but if they're a good fit or I have an article that you'd like to publish, like, could we work, you know, basically, could I interview some of my clients and, and show them to, if you think they're a good fit, then you might write about them. And that works really well, super relationship-based. And I just, I've been doing that for, for a couple of years now. So I've built up a really strong network of people that contribute to different magazines. And as I'm growing my personal brand, now I have ins with editors or people who can make decisions. So eventually when I build my personal brand, I can have my own column as well. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Like, I think this was in our conversation that I was saying media is like the thing that has the littlest financial dollar value of anything you ever do short term, but this monster credibility and influence and relational power, which all leads to financial stuff later on. And yeah, that's the thing is just going like, what's different about the world today is these people are accessible. Like you're not going through some like secretary on a phone tree or like a, you know, some people blocking you to get to the writers. They're all out there on LinkedIn and Twitter. They're super easy to find. I mean, we got on Good Morning America last week because the guy I'd never even met, he's on Twitter. He saw some posts that we made about this national research study that we just, that my wife did that we just published. It's just coming out now. And he was like, Hey, can I do an interview for you? And he reached out, you know, he's abcnews.com. And we're like, sure. We did an interview. He didn't even say it was going to be on good morning America. We thought it was going to be on some late night show that he does. We knew he was reputable, but then, then they rerun the story on good morning America. The next morning, we didn't even know some, our friend was like, Hey, did you know you're in good morning America? And it's like, they're there. They're right there. Yeah. I mean, I would say maybe three or four years ago, I had no social media brand. I still don't, I haven't worked on it, but nope, nothing about me. I met some guy and we became friends. We hit it off. Same thing. We just were talking about business. He wrote an article. This is what happened. I found his article on Reddit, reached out to him. I'm like, I love your article. We just started talking. And I was like, hey, something's working for me. I, I figured out a way to hack Quora. And, and I got a million views in less than 45 days. So I was like, hey, I don't know if you've heard about this, but I did this. And you know, I don't know what you're working on, but maybe you can work it. Didn't expect anything in return. Turns out he was a contributor for Entrepreneur. Ended up reaching back out to me like a couple weeks later, like, hey, man, I was thinking about your core hack. I'd like to write about it. Had a full feature done on me in Entrepreneur <laughs> out of nowhere. And then we just became really good friends after that. And yeah, if you're just providing value out there and you want to be strategic, you can provide that value to contributors of these large publications that you can find on LinkedIn. But you're not going in saying, hey, I want you to write an article about me. It's like you go in, you find out, okay, they might be someone you were friends with, they happen to write for whatever publication, just provide value. How can you help them? Which is true of anything. Like that's the way you build relationship with anybody is you go, what can I do for you? How can I support you? Who can I introduce you to? Like, what tip can I give you? Can I share your stuff? Like, can I volunteer at your conference? Can I give you an endorsement? Can I like give you a retweet? Like, and this is what people like just don't understand. And it's so freaking simple is you go, how can I add value to this person's life? And that's why, you know, it's funny because I think, Hanson, that one of our brand builders courses is called Podcast Power. And we, you know, we teach people like, hey, here's how to like create a unique podcast and the technology. And here's how you like deal with the premise of the show and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like everything you need to know to like launch an awesome podcast. And one of the things that we always tell people is we go, look, the best reason to launch a podcast is not because of the money you'll make. It's you know, hopefully because you'll impact a bunch of people. But even if like you don't have that many listeners, there is no faster way to meet like anybody you want than to go, hey, I have a show. Can I interview you? Can I tell my audience about your book, about your website, about your column? 
I mean, it's just the, it is the most incredible networking tool in the history <laughs> of mankind because you could email that person a million times and call them and they would never respond. And you're like, hey, I'd like to interview you. And this is the power of writing for Entrepreneur or for Forbes. It's one of the things I'm doing at Success now is I'm, you know, here you go. Like we were friends before and now suddenly I'm the entrepreneurship editor at Success Magazine. That wasn't even a thing, I don't think, when we met. And, you know, there's all these people that it's like they would never respond to me. But now it's like because I want to interview them, they're like, yeah, of course. When do you, you know, is next week OK? And it's like, this is crazy. Like the power of being the media, you know, is just crazy. And anyone can start a podcast or a blog. And then if you get a chance to write for Entrepreneur Forbes or any of these like Celine does. I mean, Celine writes for a ton yeah. of these. Yeah. But you're just giving value to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. what you're doing right here right here for us it's so cool y'all so anyways hansen as you could tell he's a real smart guy like he's kind of like that guy where you go i need something i don't know who to talk to i should hit up hansen and see what <laughs> he thinks about this because if he doesn't do it i'm sure he knows knows someone who does it and if you're going hey i need someone to like build some systems and processes so that my business isn't like completely dependent on me all the time for everything and every question and every problem freedom to ascend.com right is your website that's where people you want people where do you want people to go to learn about you yeah they can come to the website they, if they want to reach me personally they can go to instagram my instagram handle is hanson chang h-a-n-s-o-n-c-h-e-n-g-g -G. Mm -hmm. extra g on your insta handle because someone stole your Another Hanson Chang was a little bit quicker on the trigger than I was. Yeah. Chang's a kind of a tough last name, man. I mean, you got E-N-G. E-N-G. But it's like, it's like ah. being Smith or Williams or something. You're just like, you got a lot of people out there. You're racing to secure URLs and handles. Yeah. Before social media, I thought I had a very unique name, but I think there's like seven or eight Hanson Changs in the United States. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got lucky with the Rory thing is there's not a ton of Rory's, but I always feel so sorry for someone where it's like, yeah, I have like one of my buddies is Mark Brown. <laughs> oh, like, man. Oh, <laughs> man. Like, good luck. Like, good luck. That's, yeah. that's tough. But anyways, man, super creative, practical. Thank you for these tips. And we just wish you the best, Hanson. We, I, yeah, I look forward to getting to know you more and you know, seeing how you work on these projects and stuff. And just good luck to you, man. Awesome. Thank you so much again for having me on the show, Roy. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free lifetime access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we will get you set up with free lifetime access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. <laughs>